We have always loved these special days because we get to visit with our friend Jamie Court. C-O-U-R-T is the last name. It's spelled just like going to court. He's the president of Consumer Watchdog. You can find Jamie Court and all of his great colleagues at ConsumerWatchdog.org. And yes, Jamie Court also knows that we're going to be ending our show uh, and now the official date is February the 22nd. That's our last live show. So we have today and a couple of weeks left to talk to our friend Jamie Court. And Jamie, you have had to deal with disappointment and adversity. And look, us going off the air doesn't make anybody happy, myself very much included, doesn't make you happy. But it's the economic reality. So Jamie, it, it, it's easy to get bummed and it's easy to say I give up. Uh, but but how do you deal with adversity and, and, and kind of gut punch disappointments like this? You know, we we call them teachable moments. I think Norm. You know, when I talk about what happens, you know, with your kids when they're disappointments. But it's it's true in our political life and and our political journeys. And 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 it's this show has meant so much to so many people, including myself. It's been a platform. It lived in a certain space and time, and it it I think changed a lot of minds and changed a lot of hearts and made people inspired. And uh, and I think you know now that. In the environment we're seeing, you know, with with uh, the state of AM radio, the consolidation, the corporate consolidation, and, and the destruction of, you know, a real communication um, medium that once empowered people of both parties, that were really destroyed by some companies that were reckless and gave some, uh, you know, GOP demigods a, a platform who. Uh, you know, we're never that interesting to the people they talk to and, and, and destroy that platform. We have to now look at, you know, how do we how do we pivot and pivot with America away from, you know, people like uh, Donald Trump and people like Rush Limbaugh and the people who are talking to the 30 percent and not hearing or caring about the 70 percent. Uh, and, you know, you and your crew have been, you know, so important speaking up for the 70%. I, 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 I think that the change that we've seen, you know, in America, you know, reflects just different moments in, in our history. And, and um, getting past Donald Trump is going to be a huge, huge moment, uh, pivoting away to a, a president who, you know, allows the interest of the 70% to dictate the priorities of the nation rather than the, you know, 0.01%, let alone the 30% that Trump talks to, the 0.01% that he thinks he represents. Uh, these, are the, these, are, these, are, these are big questions we've explored for the last many years together, and, and I know that you and I aren't going to stop exploring them. We're going to be working together to find ways, to find new ways to talk to people and new ways to reach people and new ways to activate people. And there'll be new moments and new possibilities. I mean, we have too many big, big problems. Uh, I remember reading about climate change's new deadline of 12 years, uh, you know, when we thought we had 20, and then suddenly it's 12 years before it's an irreversible uh, moment, and it's probably going to be quicker than that. And you think, how do I do it? How do we get over something like that? And what you do is you, you say, okay, well, uh, California is going to have 100% renewable gold. Great, but you know what? We have too many oil wells. We have too many fossil fuel uh, too much fossil fuel infrastructure. If you got, if you're governor and you get that type of news, you just have to redouble your efforts. And I think that's what we have to do on on other fronts. 
beyond the radio, and, and, and I'm looking forward to doing it with you everywhere I can. Well, Jamie, thank, you. thank you on behalf of all your listeners, Norm, for being here, for doing this for all these years, and and know that that the energy in that moment in time was was what changed things and continues to change things well, and keeps so. the keep the, the the flames burning. Well, Jamie, it's very sweet and it's very kind. We've been friends a long time, and we always will be, and I'm sure we will work together as the future goes on. But the the key is to just fight in another form and just keep forward progress going. And you know, yes. me me doing this show was it was just it was a, 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 a people laugh but it was really an altruistic labor of love it was just the idea was to do as much good as possible as quickly as possible as broadly as possible i remain frustrated that i never got to really complete the mission we never got as big and as broad as we should have because we've been artificially restrained against our very much against our will and by forces out of our control but jamie check this contrast and you brought it up Rush Limbaugh, right, who's talking at most to 30% of America, who are, and they're stark raving mad, frankly. And he, But Rush Limbaugh, because he had widespread, long-time distribution on AM radio all over America, he essentially runs the president of the United States. When he says, I'm disappointed, Benedict Donald, pardon me for calling him that, but that's what I call him, uh, jumps. And Coulter, the same thing. And so look at our side. We're starving to death and disappearing. The importance of AM radio and the importance of a ground game and an air game 24-7 everywhere all the time. Jamie, on the other side, they understood that. They have their own TV channel, right? Official Republican TV, Fox News, right? And they have all these 500 radio stations. And they've been pounding away for a long, long time, dozens of years, decades, with this same message over and over again. And, and look, it worked. And the Democrats never quite figured it out. We've been trying to swim against the tide, and we just got washed away. And and it, it, it's sad that the Democrats never let it work after Air America failed for very different reasons. And it's sad that the investments that have been made, you know, in infrastructure have never been, you're right, in an air game. And it's barely in a ground game, frankly. It's only a ground game when it comes to elections and they want to register people to vote. It's not between elections. You know, daily democracy requires daily work. And a lot of great organizations doing that work, and, and they are hard up for funding. There are people like you who are speaking truth to power and aren't getting the support they need. And I, I think the thing that uh, strikes me is I've known you in two incarnations of your uh, campaign for justice, Norm, when you were a lawyer, actually three, when you were a lawyer suing insurance companies of policyholders who were screwed, class actions, when you went to the legislature because you had to protect those gains because the insurance companies wanted to change the laws to stop you from protecting the policy holders. And then when you gave up the law and went to the air and, uh, and took it, you know, took it uh, to the airwaves. And uh, I don't know what the next incarnation is going to be, but I know it's all about, you know, protecting real people and, and fighting for real people. And in the end, I do believe, and, and I've seen, that it's, it's those authentic voices of real people and the people who represent the real people that, uh, that do prevail. It just, it takes moments like a Donald Trump election. It takes moments like AM radio not being uh, ready to accept and, 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 and willing to give you the platform that you deserve. And it's, it's troubling, but it, it also means we just have to change our tactics and keep going on with our strategies. Well, Jamie, you know, I remember vividly stalking the halls of the state legislature back mm -hmm. in the day when you and I were working and, the, and the, the insurance companies were trying to buy the legislature to get legislative undermining of our court victories. And 
there were so many Democrats. And I'm looking at the Democrats saying, come on, you're a Democrat. These are the insurance companies trying to corrupt their citizens, your, your constituents. What are you doing? Come on, man. So, you know, sometimes the Democrats aren't as wonderful as the people think they are. And you just got to get up a close and personal, especially in the state legislative houses, and find that out. Uh, I hope you know our, our friend Jamie Court. Check out Jamie Court. I hope you know his voice. Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T. He's the president of Consumer Watchdog. Been a big part of our show virtually from the very beginning and will be right to the end. Jamie Court is president of Consumer Watchdog online, consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie, I'm at consumerwatchdog.org right now. And there's a topic there investigating opioid deaths. And we know this is a giant topic in America. And I have a story for today that we're doing on the show that's not it's not exactly the same topic, but a lot of veterans, a lot of VA veterans, VA cared for veterans have opioid addictions. And we have a lot of opioid overdoses uh, among veterans and, and kind of everybody else now in America. And there, the VA is doing such a poor job. There is now a thing called VA parking lot suicides. The Washington Post reported on that. And so there's, there's this group of veterans who are so they're getting such poor treatment from the VA as a final protest they're committing suicide in the parking lot of the VA facility that's supposed to be treating them and Jamie we're not taking care of our veterans we're not addressing the opioid addiction problem or are we Jamie are we doing anything you've got it at consumerwatchdog.org investigating opioid deaths are we doing anything to address this problem well we have in California I mean we've created this um database called the um, Cures database, and now we force doctors to check the database before prescribing opioids for the first time. We've also, you know, created something called the Death Certificate Project, which is a way to identify and reduce opioid prescribing by physicians. Um, and it's basically a way of saying when you have a death certificate, let's take a look and see if the prescription of opioids was involved in them, identify the doctors, investigate them. And it's really interesting because the board uh, out here, the medical board, which has been no paragon of, of patient protection, uh, but it tries, has already filed you know, about 50 accusations, our doctor-run medical board, to sanction or revoke the licenses of doctors identified by this death certificate project as having harmed or killed patients through patterns of negligence. I mean, all it really takes is looking at you know, death certificates and, um, and, and reports from um, coroners and, and then you know, looking into the circumstances. It took years for us to get to this point, but now that we're there, the medical association out here, particularly in one case, which I think it's pretty clear the doctor was responsible, is calling it a witch hunt. If, if those, sounds familiar. I heard that, that before, that yeah. Pretty, sounds very familiar. I've heard that. Uh, calling it a witch hunt to go after doctors who overprescribe to patients and kill them. Um, you know, this is the battle we face in this, in this world that um, the rich and powerful doctors. They have lawyers who litigate endlessly. Uh, if someone tries to take their license, they have lobbyists and they have people representing them trying to stop common sense measures, like looking into death certificates. But by looking into death certificates, you can pull all these prescribers out of business. You put all the prescribers out of business, you curb the opioid crisis. This is not a crisis of corner drug dealers. This is a crisis of doctors, who uh, some of whom are just literally drug dealing and making money, others who are just not paying enough attention to what the practice is. Either way, uh, we stop it with the prescription pad. We stop it with the prescription writing, and we have good data in a world of data to be able to determine who's doing it, who's not doing it, and when they cause deaths. And all we have to do is look and open our eyes. And uh, we're on the cutting edge of it in California, and, and I, I salute the medical authorities who are doing it. But, but, but you always have medical associations pushing back, and that's why it's not happening in more and more places. Uh, and it, could ha it, could, it, it would be very easy 
to go after the very small numbers of doctors that overprescribe these vast number of prescriptions and are killing kids. Well, Jamie, it's it's amazing that the medical board in California has got 50 cases going. I mean, for them, that's super aggressive. I mean, wow, that's really something. 50, They've been, just from the death certificates. Yeah, they have others, too. That's, wow. It is super aggressive. They've been asleep at the wheel for a like long Tammy time. Smick. Yeah, Tammy Smick, who's on our board, lost her son, Tammy and Tim Smick, to, a, a, you know, a, they, their, their son believed he was, after a skateboard accident at 18, you know, being, um, he, he thought he was addicted. He checked himself into rehab. And believe it or not, in rehab, doctor mixed up his record and overprescribed something that was wrong to him and killed him. Literally, 18-year-old kid. Wow. So they went after the doctor who first hooked him, and they went after the doctor that um, who's just on probation, unfortunately, who um, who basically uh, gave him someone else's prescriptions and killed him. And this doctor is just on probation. Uh, but the legacy of that case and of Tammy and Tim speaking up about their son Alex and of his picture and of his face and of what happened to him really created an impetus in the board members at the medical board, even though many of them are doctors, to get it right the next time. And that's why they took on this initiative. It's like cases like Tammy Smicks and, and Tim Smicks and uh, Alex, their son, who died. And, 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 and it's, it's all about making sure that what happens, the tragedies that happen today don't happen tomorrow. And I do believe in this case, having watched the reaction of the medical board to the Smick family, i got to say, I think that's why they're being so aggressive. Well, Jamie, I have to say, I had some fentanyl a few years back as part of a medical procedure, and it was so wonderful. I was like, wow, that is a great drug. What is that? And Give me some of that. And the, the doctor was like, Norm, if I gave you some of that to go home, we'd both be in prison. <laughs> and, 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 so, wow. and, and so the nurse said, you know, that's fentanyl. And I was like, oh, now I see how that can get. Boy, you could get addicted to that in just a day or two or three or four. I mean, it wouldn't take long, Jamie. That stuff is really good. And these are pharmaceuticals. This isn't street drugs brought by some, you know, dealer. This is, this is being pumped out by American corporations, and they're hooking people. Jamie, is there any chance of going after these guys? Well, I think there's a chance, but it's a lot harder. You know, the the, the drug companies have insulated themselves uh, in lots of ways. There are some district attorneys who are suing them. What they're very vulnerable on is the way they market drugs to doctors, to market it to patients. And um, there have been some really outrageous cases of, of, you know, the way they've described uh, why it's necessary to you know to be a high prescriber, the way they've encouraged high prescribing, the way they've um, you know given gifts and junkets and dollars to doctors that are big prescribers, and I think law enforcement at some point is going to put it together against one of these drug companies, but they have very good lawyers themselves and they have dodged a lot of the accountability that uh, really should rest on their shoulders. I think there's new awareness though, and I think they realize their gig is up and they're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to change their tune, and in many cases, they have. Uh, because so, of you. Uh, I because think the of drug you. companies, unfortunately, aren't getting hit hard enough. Well, Jamie, it's because of Consumer Watchdog. You're too modest to take the credit. But it was the years and years, and many of that work, much of that work was chronicled here on this show. As you were fighting, was there was a ballot initiative, was there not? Right? There, there's been battles in the yeah, legislature. Yeah, there's, you know, Bob Pack, who lost his two children, 10 right? and uh, 8 and 10, to... Uh, you know, an opioid addict who was overprescribed by Kaiser, and she was—they were killed on the side of a road because the the person who 
uh, killed him, fell asleep at the wheel from so much opioids and vodka. And, you know, Kaiser ultimately had to claim some responsibility for that. The woman went to jail because of Bob and Carmen's efforts, uh, which said a deterrent effect. The drug companies, well, at least we, we, we had Bob, you know, pack knocking on their door. He's never been able to hold them accountable, but he continues to pursue them all the time. It's families like Bob. It's families like Tammy and, and Tim Smick that, you know, make sure that the losses they suffer are never forgotten. That's persistence. That's, and that's, that's what it's all about, man. That you turn they turn something so horrible into something that's going to save lives. And it's organizations like Consumer Watchdog that stay doggedly after these issues year after year, defeat after defeat, persevering on through the defeats and feeling the sting of disappointment, but ultimately coming back for another round and ultimately winning. Jamie, you did win this issue, and I'm really glad we were able to chronicle all those uh, fights on this show, and it just shows the power of no short attention span. Jamie, I got to leave it there. The clock is always against us. But Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog. Check him and his great colleagues at consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org, and you'll know why I'm such a big fan of them. And Jamie, thanks again. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Norm. You were there every step of the way with me, so a lot of this credit belongs to you. Appreciate it.